This is the OKest Hunter podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, if that's just me with a freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Hey everybody, welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast, coming at you from Oconomowoc, Wisconsin, West Bend, Wisconsin, and Lake Mills, Wisconsin. Uh, this household, the OKS Hunter household, has been infected with stupid-ass COVID, and as a result, everyone's staying the heck away from me, and I can't blame them. So, welcome to the show, virtually. Greg and Derek are here from their own houses in the virtual studio. We are brought to you by Half Rack. We announced that last week. And uh, I don't have our sponsor logos on the screen. I guess I should put those up there. But, you know, check out Half Rack. I don't think, I think I asked for a discount code, and I don't know that I got confirmation that it's there. So you can try to use code OHP. I don't know if it'll work. But certainly, if you want to check out Half Rack, you got to be careful what you Google because you're probably going to find some workout equipment. So it's half-rack.com. That's how you're going to find it. And when the code lights up, Use OHP. <laughs> but those guys, uh, fine gear. Greg and I were going to come You what's that? <laughs> I'm different. You might find on, uh, on Google with the Uniboob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got to be, be careful what you put in the old Google machine. You might, you might, you might like what you see. I don't know. You might I not. Almost made a, I almost made an off-color joke and I, I can take Derek beat me to it. You guys are, I, I can always count on you. You're a good man, Greg. <laughs> to back me up. They have a lot of accessories, fine gear, fine memories. Um, I mean, they got their snack pack. I think we wrote a blog article about their snack pack. Uh, maybe it was last season or season before. Basically, we pulled our OK Hunter audience on Instagram and asked for all their favorite deer snacks for the deer woods or hunting snacks. And then we took those and just put them on a giant listener blog and said, oh, yeah, you can put all half of these snacks in this uh, half rack snack bag for quiet consumption of food in the stand. And, you know, instead of having a crinkly wrapper, you just stick your hand in that pouch and pull out a tasty treat. Try to make a joke out of that, fellas. No, 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 no takers. <laughs> you can find us hanging in trees in our saddles, uh, Latitude Outdoors. We... Dude, last, so it was really funny because last week we did our controversial hunting topic. And then, like, I don't know, that same week I had posted after the fact a Latitude Outdoors snippet of their speed series carbon sticks, carbon fiber sticks. And then it reached half a million people on TikTok. And I would say 50% of the comments were just ignorant, like, blatant hate. And, I'm like, man, we just talked about this. <laughs> what, like, what the hell? Not to say that anyone ever heard us talking about it, but just, you know, before you read a headline or, like, look at a picture, why don't you just take a second to do some research, read some comments that are right in front of your face, and, and it might answer your question before you put your foot in your damn mouth. But I tell you what, um, those sticks won the ATA 2023 Best Product. I'm excited to get my hands on them. I did learn quite a bit about them. They, 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 it's not a shoestring. Or you know, some guy said he would trust that with a, he would trust a fart more than that shoestring. I think he said in the comments, and it's Amsteel, which 
I think can hold a bit. Quite, quite a bit more than a fart. Uh, you know, I think it's 2,500 pounds or something ridiculous. And the cam cleats that everyone else is used to using, it's like 1,500 yeah, it'll pounds. Hold, it'll hold several full diapers for sure. <laughs> Good job, Greg. <laughs> and, and everyone's like, oh, these are plastic. I wouldn't trust that. I'm like, okay. It's carbon fiber, which it says. So again, you know, just the the hate is ridiculous. Um, and you're going to get it no matter where you go, except for Go Wild. So I can talk about those guys for a second. Nice, clean community, good fun, good people. Um, you know, just you're not going. You don't have that there, and you actually have good gear reviews from people using the product. I think Derek, as far as I, did you tag some of the gear you, you're using on your setup on the Go Wild app? I can, but there was a few things that I was trying to tag. They must have gotten there. So I started tagging some stuff, but a whole kit or anything. I just got a few things. But scrolling on there and seeing, like, you can log. You've taken, not just, like, deer, but, like, guys are logging raccoon and, like, throwing up a squirrel pick and a rabbit pick. And usually that kind of stuff doesn't get posted, you know? But it was kind of fun to yeah, yeah, it's interesting. No, I'm getting rid of the word from Derek. I don't know what the deal is. This <laughs> happens from time to time on this damn platform. Uh, I don't know. what Greg, did you have anything to add to that? Just a head shake? No? All right. Uh, Vector Custom Shop. We, we uh, killed some deer with those arrows. They, they have broadheads now. The the VBS, the very broadhead system that I like. I don't know. It, it, we're going to do some more stuff with those guys this year. You'll probably see us on some hunts with those guys. Um, they'll be in studio. I think they're going to be a big flagship at our foam fest event um so just stay tuned they have some big things coming down the pike it's one of those words i can't there's nothing i can say about it until it happens so just keep your eyes on those on those folks um high quality product and if you want arrows shipped to your door now that the season is done and you've wreaked havoc on your quiver and there's nothing left go get a reorder in with with those guys so you can practice now and get everything all dialed in in the off season go shoot some 3d and, and uh practice up and Spartan Forge, boy, oh boy, those guys just had their vet hunt down in Alabama. So I'm sure they had a hootin' good, hootin' rootin' good time down there with their pro staff. That's like the most dream team pro staff in the whole entire hunting industry, if you ask me, and most other people. But, you know, use use uh, OHP at Spartan Forge to save some money. Use it at Vector. Use it on Go Wild. Use it on Latitude. Eventually Half Rack, and, and you'll save money across all of our, our partners uh, with those discounts. And be sure to come and say hi to us in uh, at the Iowa Deer Classic and at the Dells at the uh, Open Season Sportsman Show. I'll just try to get those announcements in throughout the next month. So when we get there, you'll know that you can come find us and hang out, have a beard. Uh, I'll, I'll, I wouldn't say it's illegal, but I'll uh, get my wrist slapped if I start handing out drop time spirit shots again, but I think we'll do it. <laughs> they said that we couldn't, but we did anyways. But. We do have a guest on, on the line. I'm going to bring him on here real quick so we can keep the show moving along. Uh, Jace Martinetto, he's uh, officially our videographer slash producer slash friend. Uh, Jace, man, welcome to the How's show, going, bud. Guys? It's good. Sorry sorry, you guys aren't, aren't all here in person. Sorry, it sucks. Eh, it's the best we can do. Yeah, sometimes that's just okay. We'll have to see how it goes, Jace. <laughs> That's right. That's very Ooh. true. Yeah. The saying of the season, huh? That's right. Why don't you take the floor here? Uh, 
I don't know. I mean, I could do it. I could give you the intro. Jace, you were formerly a landscaper, uh, a good one at that, yep. a knowledgeable one. And then uh, you had this this crazy dream to to go to uh, film the outdoors film school. Is it film the outdoors? No, it's uh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's called film the hunt. Film the hunt. So I guess I can kind of take you guys from square one. Um, yeah, I, I grew up in a real in a real outdoorsy family. Um, you know, we were always hunting, fishing. We had a lot of traditions that were based around that, uh, which brought me right into college. You know, hunting with all my good buddies and stuff, and and we always kind of posed the question, or you know, we always kind of had the idea. You know, we should be filming some of our stuff. You know, we we like what we do. We're a good group of guys. We should be we should be filming this stuff, right? Well, that always came back around to somebody's got to put the gun down to be able to pick up the camera to be able to film this stuff. And, and, and we toyed around with that idea for a little while, but one day I kind of, uh, you know, picked up my camera while well, my phone at the time. And I actually took the initiative to film a whole, a, a whole hunt, you know, start to finish. And, and I got bit by a, a new bug, you know? So I think it was within that next year, I actually, uh, bought a, a really crappy camera just to kind of get my feet wet and see if I, it was something I was going to like, you know, and, and lo and behold, I loved it. So I was like, all right. Um, which then brought me to Instagram one day I'm sitting there and I'm scrolling, you know, and, uh, all of a sudden I see this advertisement come up and it's called film the hunt. And I'm like, well, that's oddly specific, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, for somebody that loves to hunt and for somebody that loves to film, that's, uh, I, I thought somebody was trying to scam me because I was like, you know, there's not a class that's specifically out there that trains you how to film hunts, right? Like this can't be a thing. So I looked into it and, you know, sure enough, it was, it was legit. And I mean, here it is film the hunt, but, uh, Yeah. I went down to Ohio. They have this in-person class in Ohio and I decided to sign up for it and went down, took it. There's a field production class and then an editing course. And then if you choose, you can go on the next year and take the advanced versions of those two courses. And long story short, I'm, I'm in this class and I'm surrounded by, you know, people that also love filming that love you know, the outdoors, they love hunting. They've had similar upbringings. And I was like, boy, this is, these are my people, you know, this is where I'm supposed to be. So I left the class and actually I had called one of the instructors. His name is Tom Petrie uh, of the show become one actually Uh, Tom Petrie and Nick Ventura who put the class on. And um, I gave Tom a call and I was like, Hey, uh, I want to do this. I want to do it full time. I want to dive in. I'm ready to, uh, you know, kind of drop everything else that I'm doing and, and kind of make this a priority. And he called me back a couple days later and he was like, look, you know, you, you have the creative eye, you know, you, you, you kind of have the drive. You kind of, you're, you're kind of what we're looking for in this industry. Let's see if we can get your feet wet. And it wasn't, but maybe a couple weeks later, I got a phone call, uh, from a guy looking to film a moose hunt up in Maine. And, uh, you know, it was so, it was so surreal, you know, it, it, to, to, like you say, go from being a landscaper to then I get this phone call and this guy wants me to come film his hunt and, and it's going to be on TV. And, and, uh, you know, so many, so many things have happened in such a fast amount of time. And, and before I knew it, I'm, I'm in this industry, you know, I'm, I'm filming hunts. I, 
I uh, am getting phone calls from other TV shows and other people and brands looking for services with the camera. And uh, it, it happens so fast that it's, it's hard to kind of recap in, in one go around. But basically, you know, as I was sitting there landscaping and, and trying to kind of figure out exactly what I wanted to do with my life, it was, it was kind of by chance that this, uh, this class kind of fell into my lap and, and, you know, it's one of them things. It was a turning point in my life. And, and I can't believe the series of events that followed just because I happened to be scrolling Instagram that day, you know? So it was pretty wild, pretty wild all around. That's crazy, man. The serendipity of that their, their advertising targeting was right on the money, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and I kind of felt like an idiot because some of the people at the class, you know, they were big Become One fans, and they know exactly who Tom and Nick are, and, you know, they're stoked to be at the class, and and we're doing those introductions, right, the first day introductions, and they're coming around, and it gets to me, and I'm like, man, I feel stupid because I had no idea who you guys were, what you were all about. I had no idea this class existed. Like, it, yeah, so... <laughs> But uh, yeah, thank God for Instagram and social media because that made a, a made a life changing connection for me. So, how did that moose hunt go? By the way, uh, <laughs> in comparison to now, what I'm putting out quality wise, uh, probably not my best work. But uh, it was a start. It, it, it was sweet. I mean, it was quite the experience, right? Like to get a phone call in the first hunt I ever get to go and film is a main moose hunt you know to me that's a big ticket item that's a big hunt you know i coming from northern minnesota i would have never thought about going to hunt moose in maine because i probably could have never afforded it but here i was getting a phone call to get paid to go and film a hunt and i was like holy crap you know to be out there filming a moose hunt and and to never experience a moose hunt up until that point i mean uh the hunt itself was an insane experience i was able to follow around this um guy from a, a native american tribe up there and i can't remember the name of the tribe so i'm not gonna try but uh <laughs> uh but the gentleman was a hunter for the tribe and he uh, the knowledge and the type just the way that he hunted and the way that he approached everything it was it, it was an absolute learning experience all the way across the board because it, you know, from from the history to the traditions to the style of hunting, it it was a really really cool experience. But from behind the camera, yeah, I've definitely definitely done better work out in the field. But uh, but hey, it was it was my first go around, and and it, it needed to happen, right? So <laughs> yeah, you got you can't you can't improve without having something to like base it off of. Yeah, for sure. So what types of things has have changed on like? I mean, when we, when we engaged last summer and just reached out to you, you, you gave us like this, I don't know, five page proposal and it was super detailed (laughs) and you, it was very like thought through, you considered all these different angles. You gave us three different like ways to approach it. And I was like, holy shit, this guy's a professional. This isn't, this isn't just some dude. I mean, you are, but you know, you, you, you care deeply (laughs) about what you're doing and, and so like to, to go into business mode, um, the book that Emeth talks about, like the technician and the business person, like th- those aren't the same people. Like you, you can't just be good at baking cakes and think you're going to be really good at running a business baking cakes. You're going to have a job inside of your business. You're going to be running a job, not a business. But you, you have a good business sense. 
but you also are the technician. Like, what type of equipment have you had to invest in? What type of software have you had to invest in? Like, even gear for for outdoors. Like, your uh, main moose sense a pretty extreme situation. We talked about you following us around. I was like, shit, we got to get you like a tree stand or something. Even, you know, like you yeah. need to be just as outfitted as these hunters and then some. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, that's kind of the specialized item, right? Because you know, for starters, you know, not everybody knows how to run a camera, and then you run into the sense of the people that do know how to camera do know how to run a camera. Uh, there's a small percentage of the population that have probably been involved in the hunting community. So, uh, so as far as the skill set and the gear and everything else I bring to the to the um, you know field, it's 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 very much you know it started with that baseline knowledge of hunting and having that passion and everything else but but that was just the start of it because you know i had this crappy little camera uh an old t7i and and i shouldn't say it's crappy right it was a great entry-level camera it was exactly what i needed to be able to get to where i am now uh but i'm standing there and i'm like boy i it's it's like I'm trying to do professional work with amateur gear. So, so one of the first big purchases was a new camera and a new camera setup. And and that on the forefront sounds like, okay, it's just a camera, but you know, it's, it's your camera, it's your microphones. It's, you know, the, the secondary cameras, GoPros, you then have uh, the carrying cases and, you know, the different lenses that go with all of it. Um, you know, and to put it into perspective at the end of everything, you know, to get my feet wet in the first year, I want to say that I, uh, everything said and done, it was about a $10,000 investment, which, you know, I'll, I'll be completely honest. It, it didn't come easy. Um, came with some very big sacrifices, very big, uh, uh, you know, times of ripping my hair out, trying to figure out how we're going to make ends meet. Um, but before long, I kind of, you know, started getting pieces of gear and putting it all together. And before I knew it, I, I kind of had the arsenal that I was ready to work with. And, uh, and, you know, I had a, a lot of help and support from my family and friends and everybody that could possibly, you know, lend a helping hand, whether it was donating gear or, you know, giving me a little money here and there to help buy some gear, extra stuff that I maybe couldn't afford at the time. But, you know, a lot of it just added up and it was the people that I surrounded myself with and and the drive and determination that led me to being able to kind of get through the hardships of making this drastic change in my life, you know. So uh, to kind of get back on track with your original question, you know, the the business side of it. So once I was fully set up with the gear, well, now it's like, how do I sell myself? How do I put myself out there and, you know, how where, where do I go from here? And, and, and I guess kind of at that point in time, it, it did, I, it shifted gears and I kind of became a businessman all the while learning how to become a professional cameraman. And, uh, ultimately what I found was, uh, being genuine to myself, my desires, um, and being true to, um, what I wanted to deliver to people ultimately landed me with the type of clients and the type of people that I wanted to work with. Uh, for example, you know, when you guys had reached out and you said, Hey, you know, we, Hey, we got a shoestring budget. We'd like to do a little work with you. We have a very, very thin budget. We just, we want to see how things can go. You know, I, it's, it's not that, okay. 
oh, you're not within my budget. That's not where my mind went. My mind went, you have a budget. Let's see what we can do within that budget. And let's really try to give you guys something that's worth your while and mine. You know, I want to add to my portfolio just as much as you guys want to have the top end uh, content, you know. So at the end of the day, I sat down and, and looked at the numbers that you were working with. And I ultimately said, you know, as far as my services go, this is what I'm able to do for you guys. And and if you want to kind of take a risk on it and, and see where things go with this first little bit of content, let's give it a shot. And, and, you know, you guys are like, yeah, let's see what, let's see what happens. Let's, let's, uh, let's see where it all goes and, and let's give it a shot. And, and ultimately, you know, it was, it was because I had a desire to work with folks like yourself and, and provide these kinds of services for you that led us to this situation. So, yeah. And look at us, yeah. we're, we're still going to work together. So that means we didn't, we didn't scare you off and, and we, you know, open up our wallet. No, no. And... <laughs> but talk. No, I guess... it, I'm just glad. You're not a too scary bunch of guys. I mean, <laughs> look at you. <laughs> I think Jace can definitely put forefront of your portfolio. You know, you want to show some, give them the okay as Hunter stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it'll be on page one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good to hear. Well, yeah. that's good to hear. Uh, yeah. Do you have any, I mean, we could talk about our stuff for like, a, a little bit as far as I don't know you have some you have some shows that are heavily produced they're on they're on what I would call network TV or some of the the more prominent like you know I don't know if it's outdoor outdoor uh, OSG like outdoor sportsman's group like outdoor channel sportsman's channel waypoints another yep. big player out there it's like where I guess maybe let's talk about the things you have that are out there that people could see and we can we can maybe like because if we start talking about us, then we'll just never shut up and we'll, we'll have a good BS session. So maybe we should hold that off on, on a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we could go on for hours. That's for sure. Uh, I, I have a couple of scenarios in my mind right now that I'm like, yeah, we could talk for hours just on those couple scenarios, <laughs> you know. We still don't but, know what our wife said, so I don't know. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> but... No, right now, uh, some of the shows that you'll see some of my work on is, uh, um, you know, the first big opportunity I had was with Become One with Tom Petrie and Nick Ventura, the guys that put on the uh, the class. And uh, they gave me an opportunity to come down, film uh, an episode with them in Iowa last year. And that was that was an absolute blast. I, I thought I had seen some big deer in my life and I thought I had seen some big deer even on TV. And then I... I'm sitting there in the deer stand in Iowa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, my jaw had to have been sitting on the, on the foot plate of the stand. I mean, it, it was fascinating how many big deer were down there, but uh, anyway, so I've done some work with become one. Um, Freddie Hartice, uh, the gentleman had a show called the Hollywood Hunter on sportsman's channel. Become one is also on sportsman's channel. Uh, Hollywood Hunter, he, he's got a new show coming out, and uh, that's also going to be on Sportsman's Channel. I got to go out and film with him this past year out in Colorado at his ranch. It's, it's a beautiful ranch, um, great mule deer and elk hunting experience. And uh, then I've also done some work with American Hero Outdoors. Obviously, I've done some work with yourselves. And then it was actually about this time last year, I got connected with somebody of the name Jessica Ann Outdoors who uh, obviously has the TV show, The Wild Race. And and that kind of led me to my first production opportunity, which um, she had asked me after a trip to South Africa 
if I would be interested in producing her show. And that, and that was again, kind of a, a big change in my life, a big, a big turn of events, but uh, it, it definitely pushed me and nudged me in a direction to, to then start providing more opportunities for, for folks like yourself and for her and, and other TV shows that are looking for editing services up and beyond the camera work. So, so that's kind of, those are the shows that I've mainly been involved with over the past couple of years. And, uh, and then there's also a show called Jake Break Hollow. They're not on any network as of right now, but I would suspect they'll be on sportsman's channel within the next year here. So, uh, and, and I don't mean to plug that, um, uh, falsely or anything like that, but they they're moving in the right direction. And I think you'll see them on a network sooner than later here. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's an, a, a good case study for like the, what your work is capable of doing. I don't know the process that goes into that stuff. I know to some degree you have to, you have to like pay into those, the, the sportsman's channel or outdoor network or whatever it is. And, and then they can feed you into their stuff, but you have to probably meet some pretty strict criteria to even be considered as a candidate, you can't just like go up there and be like, Hey, put my show on your network. I'll pay you. There might be some of that, but I have to imagine there's, there is a bit of a, like a review process, um, where they got to like, right. you know, well, do you fit our mold? Can you, can we, do we have inventory for you? Can we put you in our stuff and all that? You know, I don't know. It's all stuff that I, I know less about obviously. Cause I'm not, we're not there. We're not there yet at all. I don't know if we will be, but right. Yeah, and it's and it's really not something that I'm overly knowledgeable about as far as the process of actually taking a, a show from, you know, square one and then getting it to the network. Actually, the shows that I have been involved with have done a lot of that work before I've been involved with them. So, so I kind of came in and learned who the network was, what the network guidelines were, and what I needed to do as a producer to be able to make sure that we didn't get kicked off the network, you know, so... <laughs> Could yeah. you imagine? <laughs> Important work. Sorry, guys. I shouldn't have. Yeah, right, right. I know. I know that fart really did a number on us there. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm sure my dad. Yeah, the sometimes camera. it's as simple as that, right? Uh, sometimes it's it's that simple. You you think you're you got all your T's crossed and your eyes dotted, but then you you know you slip up and you're like, oh my gosh, you know. And it might be something that yeah. As simple as a fart, you know, not literally, but you know, it's the little things. And if you're not cautious of them, they can come back around and bite you. It's so. like anything on TikTok. <laughs> oh, I didn't think they'd flag me for that. What the hell? Yeah. You got to read their terms. Otherwise you're yeah. going to get, you're going to get bit if you don't know what you're doing. You got to catch them on a good day. You got to catch yeah. them on a good day. Otherwise yeah. they'll flag you. So talk about the, the traveling you do and the nomadic lifestyle you live because I don't know how many times I talk to you. You're in a car, you're in a different state, you're driving around, you're in no cell reception. It's like you're sleeping on, I think you, so unfortunately in your case, the first go around you were here, we had you sleep in our, our living room. And I think at one point, like our kids were crawling on the air mattress, our dogs are jumping on you. And my wife's like, dear God, this poor guy has got to suffer in our household like what, why don't you just put him in a hotel? I'm like, well, the hotels cost money. And he said, he's totally fine sleeping on the floor. Like what are what are what were some of like the worst conditions you had? And if it's okay, if it's my house, I, I feel bad for you, but I'm just wondering if there's something worse that I can point my wife to be like, see, it wasn't that bad here. <laughs> no, the worst I had it is I was at this guy's house one time. He had me in his living room and his kids and his dogs were jumping all over. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, I, I've I've seen both ends of the spectrum. Uh, uh, I've had as luxurious as 
filet mignons on the first opening night and uh you know that's a good super life. comfortable bed my own private room my own private bathroom right down to uh you know basically you know cot air mattress shoved in the corner somewhere and and uh there and there you go but uh no it's it's in 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 any sense you know uh, the sleeping arrangement has never been uh a make it or break it thing for me not even close because it's the traveling opportunities that that are the huge benefit um even before I was involved with filming, traveling was always a big, a big thing for my wife and I. And, uh, and we've been all over the place. We lived in North Carolina for a year. Uh, we've lived in a couple different parts of Minnesota. We've, um, you know, I personally have been all around the world, Australia, New Zealand, Bali. Uh, it's so, so it was something that I've always kind of been pursuing and, and it's something that I've always kind of wanted in my life. And, and, to have this career, you know, was kind of my way of making it all come together because like this year alone, I did, uh, let's see here. We did Nebraska, Colorado. Um, we did Wisconsin several times. Um, let's see, Alabama, West Virginia, Texas, if I haven't said Texas yet, uh, Oklahoma and, and, and really, at the end of the day, uh, Michigan as well, actually. Missouri, Missouri. North Carolina, I, I, I Africa. On, you know? so <laughs> I, I guess uh, at the end of the day, to be able to you know have the added bonus of going around and filming and, and seeing all these awesome places and all the different hunting camps and the operations and uh, the different public land areas and you know to see all different ends of the hunting world, it, it has been quite a treat, you know, and to be able to see it in all different parts of the nation has been an even bigger part of it, you know, bigger treat. And, uh, and, and I guess at the end of the day, it, you know, it, it's not going to stop my wife and I, we actually are trying to structure things right now to be able to stay on the road. Um, and, and you're right. It's, it's crazy. You'll call me at any given day, any time of the week, whatever. And I could be in Texas. I could be in Maine. I could be in Minnesota. Uh, it's it's kind of odd because now I get a call from my mom or my dad and and they're like oh where are you at right now you know they don't even they don't even ask how's it going or what's up they just want to know where the heck I'm at you know so but uh, but it's 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 a it's a real treat uh, it's a grind it's a grind um, there's times that you know I'm packing up my stuff I'm hitting the road I'm in one place for maybe a few days pack it all back up and I'm to the next place, you know, and then the next place and then I'm home and then I'm off to the next place and the next place and then I'm home again and then I'm home again. And, you know, and, and, and ultimately at the end of the day, uh, my wife and I realized that there's a possibility and there's, you know, different ways that we could get her to be on the road with me. And that's, it's, it's not really a selfish thing. She kind of has the desire to be out on the road as well because we love to travel and see the different areas. So, uh, you know, taking a note out of Sam Soholt's book, we're trying to build a van or an RV or some sort of living arrangement that we can kind of take on the run so that when we are going to all these different places and when I am filming in all these different states, you know, she can have a base camp to kind of live out of and hang out in and kind of, you know, do her thing. And, and, and then I kind of have a place to come home to, you know, home at the end of the day and, and, you know, see my family and be with my family. And, and ultimately if, you know, things go perfect, then 
it's going to be a heck of a life because, you know, we've seen a lot and I've seen a lot in the last couple of years and, and boy, we're at the tip of the iceberg right now. So the adventures are only beginning. That's, and that's kind of what I'm excited about. Oh, I bet, man. And just you- go ahead, Derek. And hopefully it's not too choppy. Awesome. And, you know, to live that lifestyle that is tricky, but bringing in your, wanting you to do it together i mean what better like young you know young couple that she gets to travel like a camera along with you is a bonus how cool yeah yeah and, th- and that's the other thing you know uh uh we we also run a business martinetto media llc up and beyond all of this outdoor filming stuff and and she's playing a really heavy role in that business as well. So like, like you were saying, to be able to pick up a camera or sit behind the computer and edit, you know, at the end of the day, uh, what, what I'm doing is ultimately what I'm hoping she can be doing uh, soon enough. And I think, oddly enough, she just pulled in the driveway. So you might see her pass through here at some point. But <laughs> No, that's cool. But, I mean, yeah. that's cool that she can be involved. That's That's like the a vision dream that I have is how can I bring my wife into what we're doing with OKS Hunter? And, you know, I haven't been able to figure it out yet. We're, we're still just trying to figure this whole thing out, but the, the business side's fascinating. The nomadic lifestyle is interesting. Even just like, you know, carting around a bunch of hard drives and a computer and all like that, the $10,000 worth of equipment, leaving that in a vehicle, bringing it into a canoe with the OKS Hunter. It could tip at any minute. Yeah. I think we almost did tip. Uh, trying to get past that like break wall or whatever the hell we were doing that river. It got pretty sketchy for a second. I didn't know if we were going to make it back up. Um, and meanwhile, I'm like freaking out. My mom's out. not going to like me to say it, but yeah, my butthole puckered a little bit when we were tipping in that canoe. So. <laughs> I was like, I was like, no, I, I was worried for you. Cause I, you know, we have a lot invested in this studio from a camera perspective and I can't imagine lugging this stuff around all the time. And every now and again, I do to trade shows or whatever. And it makes me not nervous, but it's just a lot to keep track of, if nothing else. Like to just have that in the back of your mind. Like, wow, uh, good on you. We have uh, we have a couple questions that come through that came through. Um, I'm I'm still COVID brain. I'm like words are not coming out of my mouth properly. Uh, Joseph said, "How much does your heart start pumping during a film um, <laughs> when you're the one you know behind camera, not drawing a back of bow? Is is are you freaking out right alongside these hunters?" Oh yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, of yeah, I got a buttholes. Couple, I got a couple funny stories about that. I um, uh, Iowa being the first one. I'm I'm sitting there right, and a deer comes walking down the ridge, and there's my wife. <laughs> but uh, this deer comes walking down the ridge, and uh, and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a tank. There's an absolute monster, you know. Uh, and and. It, it's walking at us and I'm telling the guy, I'm like, Hey, there's a, there's a big buck right behind us. There's a big buck, you know, coming and he's turning and he can't see. So he's looking around and long story short, this buck comes in, he feeds, he does his thing. He leaves. And, uh, <laughs> and the guy I'm filming, he goes, you haven't seen a lot of big deer in your life. Have you? I'm like, what? not, I guess not. No. And he's like, I could feel the tree shaking. <laughs> <laughs> before I before I saw the deer, you know. <laughs> oh, so bad. so yeah, I shake a lot. And then later on, you know, I was filming for Jake Break Hollow at their property in uh, West Virginia, and uh, Brian, the dad, he's like, he he he's 
drawn on this buck and and all of a sudden we're reviewing the footage you know after he shoots and everything we're back at the camp and we're reviewing footage and all of a sudden you can hear <gasps> just just super heavy breathing you know and, <laughs> and pretty soon it's getting rapider and i mean we're both looking at each other just smiling because literally right after he shot the deer too he's like Man, I don't know who was more excited, you or I, because I could hear you panting over there like a dog. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and that's and that's the beauty behind it. You know, I uh, uh, I definitely have been a hunter first my whole life, but picking up a camera instead of the gun, it's it's crazy to me that I I definitely still get the buck fever and I still get you know all the shakes. My heart is always pounding. Um, oftentimes I've actually gotten in the habit of letting go of the tripod or letting go of the swing arm when they're doing the kill shot, because I don't want to be shaking like a leaf in the wind, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and you'll see that on the camera, you'll see the lens shaking and, uh, it'll turn out kind of blurry. So I'll let go of the tripod entirely when they're actually shooting because yeah, I don't want to mess up a kill shot because I'm, I'm too antsy over here, you know? No, that's so. a good point. One of the, one yeah. of the other, and it's good to hear it. Hunter first, like you, you get it. That's the nice thing about working with you is you understand the hunting lifestyle, what goes into it, you know, how to, how to behave in the woods. And because you're following around a hunter, they, they care about scent control. They care about noise. They care about, you know, silhouetting and, and all the, that stuff goes into it. So when there's another body out there as a hunter, you got to feel confident this cameraman's not going to soil your hunt. You know, it could be. I'm sure that happens in some cases. Then you're like, well, now what do I do? You know, so it's a, it's a balancing act. You're trying to capture something in film while also trying to like, you know, still have some stealth and adding a whole nother human to that uh, equation can make it challenging. But uh, Tony, who, who tunes in regularly asked a question, he said, how do you feel about DSLRs for more budget type filming? Um, it's a good question. I don't know. There's DSLRs. There's also the mirrorless, which have, are, are really lightweight. I, I enjoy those, but I don't have the the knowledge you do of, of this equipment. Yeah. Um, I mean, to give you a little perspective, we use everything from GoPros right up to the mirrorless, you know, top of the end video cameras. We, in some circumstances, are using, you know, the Reds and Black Magics and some of the really expensive cinematic cameras. But um, I shot my first hunt ever with a dslr that was only capable of shooting in uh 1080 which is standard high definition and uh uh you know and, and i was able to make it make it through just fine and that made it on tv and there was no problems and uh so i guess i would say if you have a desire to film your hunt i mean you have everything from your cell phone to gopros to dslrs you have a lot of budget-friendly options and in today's world you can buy a budget-friendly camera that can shoot in 4K for less than a thousand dollars in some circumstances. So it's, you know, at the end of the day, I a DSLR, I can't bash on it. That's exactly where I started. So um, I, I I think it's an effective tool for the right person that's looking to to use it. You know, so. No, it's good to hear. Good question, Tony. Thanks for commenting. Yeah. Same thing with Joseph. You know, I uh, it was a question I was going to ask with that. Um, ah, hell. Uh, yeah, like the self-filming stuff is interesting. It's one of the reasons we brought you on is because we, you just, there, there's something missed there that you're not going to capture when you turn your camera on yourself and you know it's recording and you're recording your own face. Like catching someone from afar candidly doing something is a very different result in terms of the outcome on screen 
versus just self-filming. Because then what it ends up being, which is fine, I'm not knocking it, it's just different, is like you're doing a lot of self-interviews in the tree, you're doing a lot of self-interviews in the car, and maybe you're getting some cool B-roll stuff that can go over the top of things as you're panning with your cell phone. I think the quality is, you know, I wouldn't compare it to like a, like what you have, but it, the quality has come so far that it's not bad. It's totally usable. No. And so for, for us with what you're doing, it'll be really interesting to see how you tie together because it's like because we were trying to find an entry point to work with you, on, you, you know, to save some money to get us started like a lot of it is self-filmed stuff. And then, you know, the times that we had you available to film, we have you filming. So it'll be really interesting to see that, that dynamic play out in this first go around here. Um, I don't know if you have an opinion on that. I, I would just prefer it's all you all the time, but our pockets aren't that deep yet. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. I mean, obviously in, in an ideal world that I'd, I'd have a, you know, a bunk room at your house so that anytime you're doing anything related to the podcast, I could be filming, you know what I mean? But, <laughs> but that's the beauty of it is we have a lot of tools in the tool shed. And, you know, if you have the right carpenter, you can do a lot of things with that, them tools. So I guess, uh, uh, really what, you know, what we're doing is, is, is I love it. it it's a challenge. It's fun. It's creative. It's, it's fresh. It's new. It's original. You know, there's, there are a lot of people that film their own stuff that self film that use their phone that use their GoPros that, you know, send it off to have somebody edit it. But, um, you know, we, we kind of worked as a team this whole, this whole past season and we kind of, you know, checked in here and there. And, and I was, you know, kind of taking a look at what you guys were posting. We had a, we had a drive going and you, you were uploading all of your footage there and, you know, kind of taking a look throughout the season and making sure, okay, we got what we need. And, um, you know, really it, the fun part of it is that it, it, it's kind of a collective effort all around, right? Everybody has kind of put their own creative efforts in because everybody has filmed, you know, at least their own little piece of it. So, so I guess, you know, at the end of the day, my, my opinion on it is that it's fun and it's, it's, it's a little bit of a challenge and, and, you know, like our little phrase goes, you know, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, we're still working with some good stuff. There's been some quality moments. And even if, you know, that turns out to be a, a three-minute clip as opposed to a 30-minute episode, it's still useful content. And really, at the end of the day, when we were talking about capitalizing, we, we knew that there might be a possibility that it doesn't go perfect. It doesn't go good, that we, that we might have a lot of hiccups along the way. But ultimately so far I hasn't really been the case. And, and as we dive further into the footage that we have collected this year, it'll be a lot of fun to kind of see the little, you know, micro stories that start to develop too, because it's odd when you go back to look at content and footage after a, a season of filming, how much you're, you're actually sitting on, you know? And, and I think, uh, I, I think what we have going is, is going to be a lot of fun. And, and really once we get some stuff, you know, out there and people see it, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of fun to see how people respond and react to it because <clears throat> it's, it's like no style I've ever shot before. Uh, you know, it's, it's <laughs> like figure. a mockumentary mix, you know, uh, we've kind of been talking about styles and it's, it's going to be like, you know, like, like the office meets, meets a hunting show, you know, and, and, and really <laughs> as a lot of your followers know, you're, you're a pretty fun group of guys and, and I think to finally see that in action on the on the TV screen and on the computer screens, I think I think it's just a recipe for at at the very least a few good laughs. So 
Yeah, hopefully it, it should be relatable for folks, you know. But I thought it was cool, like, th- things that you wouldn't do on your own or maybe you would have to really be good at, like, being disciplined to remind yourself. But you had prompted, like, the, the couple times you'd come along with me, you had prompted me to, like, hey, okay, tell us tell us what, what we're doing and, and where we're going and, like, tell us what just happened or take a second to tell people, you know, um, you know why you're making this decision. And those are things that straight up don't even exist in my brain when I have my own phone by myself. I'm not doing that because it feels awkward. I'm like, eh, I'm just not going to do that. That's weird. I'm not, but when you're there to tease it out of people that that's the kind of stuff too. Like you're, you're, you read a book and usually if you, you remember being like high school and grade school or whatever, it's like, tell us where this takes place. Who's the main character? What time frame is it? Like those are things and facts that you need as a consumer of whether you're reading, watching, listening, you should probably know Oh, they're in Wisconsin. It's the rut. This is where they're going. And this is why, <laughs> you know, and, and I don't do any of that. I just jump on and be like, okay, I'm in the tree and it took me four hours and, uh, Oh, there's a buck and I turn it off and then that's it. I don't even show the buck because I'm, you know, freaking out because there's an actual buck. So I'm not going to capture that because I'm like the hell with the camera. I got to get my bow. <laughs> you know, I've been known to mess these things up before. I got to get my shit together. So the buck that I did get, I didn't get on film killing it because I was too concerned with trying to get the damn buck. But that's it's stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, as a self filmer, I, I just think those are things that are probably you know missed. And someone just commented, who who comments? Uh, Rick the pheasant says I film and edit myself. Not that good at anything, including hunting, but it's a lot of fun. And I think that's probably the biggest takeaway, which you know kind of aligns with our stuff is. At the, it's still just fun. We just have so much fun doing this stuff. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it's it's an absolute blast. You know, if if you've been hunting your whole life, and out of nowhere somebody's like, "Hey, let's throw a curveball in the system. Let's put one more guy up in that tree. You know, let's get twice the amount of gear out in the field. Let's uh, let you know. Think of it from a duck or goose or <clears throat> turkey hunting perspective. Those birds are very keen on their eyes and i mean to stay hidden with a camera with all the bulky stuff on top of the camera with you know it's 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 an art for sure and it's and it's definitely uh a a new skill and a new challenge and and but at the end of the day it's fun it's all fun right it's it's a new dynamic to our sport that that uh not everybody gets the opportunity to try out but for those that are kind of doing it and trying it and stuff you're realizing that it kind of adds a whole new dynamic to your whole life as a hunter uh how you approach a hunt how you think about you know getting the right angle how you think about am i going to be able to even get this on camera you know it adds a whole new thought process and a whole new dynamic to what to what we do out in the out in the woods in the first place you know and um and, and yeah, it's, it's, it's a ton of fun, right? I mean, when you look back and you're able to sit on all of these memories and have all this, you know, all, all these memories preserved, you can go back for years and years and years. And even if it's nonsense, you know, a lot of times those are the clips that end up being the best ones to look back on, you know? So, uh, I, I, I really, <clears throat> I really, uh, I really think that with the way that the world has been shifting and going, you're going to see a lot more video content produced and put out there. And I think it's going to keep getting a little easier and easier for people to be able to produce their own content. Um, and I think it's going to continue to push, 
you know, my profession and, and my industry and this whole outdoor film industry to new levels, which is exciting for us too, right? As, as kind of that baseline starts to progress and get a little more in tune with what's going on in the video world, it, it means we have to step up our game at the next level and continue to take that to new places, which that's what I'm here for, right? The creativity, stepping outside of the box, trying new things and seeing what works. And, and, and at the end of the day, it's all fun. He's exactly right. It's all fun. And whether you're good or bad at it, I mean, I don't consider myself a very good golfer, but I do love to go golf. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, at that point you're just going for fun, right? You gotta be right. Yeah. We, the one person we didn't get you to sync yeah, up with was Derek. I- I was going to say, Derek, you did all your own self-filming this season, so. And that's what I was going to mention. Hopefully it's not too. Jace probably should have came with me because almost every hunting video on YouTube, because I'm just seeing self-filming, I always thought, you know, yeah, it looks tricky, but it's doable. Well, you know, it's doable. I lugged a camera around almost every three deer this season and I got zero on camera. Uh, and I can attest that it was than I originally anticipated to in the to get that camera where it needed to be in front of it and make the shot happen. So kudos, self film well. Um, I need Jay, I sucked at it. <laughs> Do you, no. <clears throat> Devin Barley just Sorry, asked. Were you gonna say something? He uh, questions came through, and I don't know that you had. But uh, have you ever filmed an Alaska hunt? Uh so I had two on the schedule. Um, yeah, th- this is like my heartbreak story, right? <laughs> uh, I I had two Alaska trips on the schedule this year. One was going to be a salmon fishing trip on. Um, Oh crap! I forgot the name of the river. But uh, one was going to be a salmon fishing trip. The other one was going to be a moose hunt. Uh, both with the same gentleman, and uh, it wasn't for a TV show. This was a personal thing. Uh, the guy had reached out to me through another cameraman that him and I both know mutually, and I was going to go up and film him, and it sounded like it was going to be just an absolute top-notch experience. You know, I I love being in the thick of it. I love being in the bush. Uh, if 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 I can be as far into the heart of the Alaskan backcountry as I possibly can, that's probably going to be one of my most favorite places in the whole world. But unfortunately I have not been able to experience it yet because I uh, tore my bicep earlier this summer and both trips happened to fall. One was within a couple of weeks after I tore my bicep. So I wasn't able to go at that time. And the second trip happened when I was still in a pretty delicate part of the rebuild phase. Uh, I was only on a five pound weight limit at the time. So I wouldn't have even been able to pick up my backpack. And unfortunately, I had to cancel on both accounts. But uh, no, no Alaska yet. Uh, very high on my bucket list. Number one, actually. If 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 anybody knows a connection in Alaska and needs a cameraman or, for, or some content producer. All right, guys, I got know, it. I know we're going to plan it. We're going to plan an Alaskan hunt and we're going to bring Jace. <laughs> oh, who wants to fund us? <laughs> I, I'm, I'm on board. I vote yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think Derek might be going to get some, yeah. some moose antlers or something. It's my guess. He just ran off camera. And Greg lost audio. And Derek's audio is shit. I don't know why it is. It, it, this, this virtual stuff. This is why this virtual stuff drives me nuts. It, 
you think after COVID and all that jazz, the stuff would just be bulletproof and function the way it's supposed to, but it, I know. it almost never does. Joseph said, I need one of those hoodies. Yeah, actually, this is a brand new one. I just, this is a test one I'm wearing, and I, I gotta admit, it is like really comfortable. <laughs> it's like really, yeah, we have this in a t shirt, but it, but it's nice. Yeah, we got a lot of good designs out there, I think. All right, Derek, what are you showing us here, buddy? Sorry, my phone's uh, almost dead, so I had to go grab a. Oh, okay. I thought you were running to grab like moose antlers or something. <laughs> yeah, we thought you were going to come show off some antlers or something. Or... <laughs> Dream Hunt Alaska, Derek runs away. <laughs> we lost him. <laughs> He's going to go get like a plane ticket. No, what's uh, so. Yeah, right. Gosh, I'm trying to think what else I had for you here because I don't know. What were some of your. We still don't know what our wives said. So for those that don't know, like. Once and and no pressure, Jace, to 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 finish like episode one. But once it's aired, uh, at some point towards the end of it all, I don't know how well how you'll work it into the show or, or whatever. But um, we we because it's kind of like the office, like you described. We do these inter- we did these interviews in the studio with me, Derek, and Greg, and we just ad libbed and asked each other really stupid questions, and we gave each other shit and uh, caught some like Derek and his cats, for instance. That was a a clip that we've shared out a couple of times. And it's like, well, every year I get a new cat because every year if I want to go hunting, my wife likes cat. And now he's like, now I got all these damn cats. He's like, so if it gets me in the woods, let's just get some more cats. And <laughs> it was just like, <laughs> I think it's a great, it's just funny. So I was still waiting for Derek to upload a clip of his cats just running around his house, like pissing in his hunting bag or something. Um, or Derek <laughs> scooping cat litter, like, like, you know, looking back, Hey, with a kitty litter thing or something silly. Um, but the, the question was, are you interviewed each of our wives down in the podcast studio and us guys were upstairs with all the kids and, and we had no clue what was going on down here as far as like their answers, other than we all knew that they were kind of like a little annoyed with us after a hunting season. So I don't know if you can give us any insight as to what we're in for on that. Ah. <clears throat> uh. Well, to kind of put it into perspective, uh, midway through the season, I mean, we were just coming off of the hot and heavy of the rut, and I was in studio with you guys, and we were uh, just filming one of the pods and kind of doing our thing, and uh, I think I turned to, it was Derek's turn to come on, and and I asked him, one of the questions was, uh, Derek, so how's the home life during rut, you know? That's right. And um, I've never thought... (laughs) more in my life that someone was gonna just absolute smack me on set you know i thought he was about to kill me and uh and then we and then we got a similar contrast when i asked the same question to his wife no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh, but yeah Derek no, was like how it, it was, i can't believe you asked that epic question Take, he, he gave you this look down and doing the, all the interviews and everything it was fantastic they uh you know, I, I really wanted them to kind of, you know, speak their true minds about what they think about hunting season. And, and I think I got like three quarters of it. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I had my wife write a blog article for us last year and she just ended up like just kind of bashing the shit out of me the whole time. I was like, well, you got to write something positive here. I can't publish this if it's just all shit talking. And she's like, fine, I'll put a nice ending on it. But it was like the most, it was article. <laughs> Yeah, it was like the most, yeah, it was like one of the most viewed articles on our entire freaking website because every hunter's wife was reading it going, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. 
It was probably the most relatable hunting article ever written. Yeah. yeah. I think it was titled How to Survive Hunting Season from a Wife's Perspective. And she's like, you don't actually survive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, I... <clears throat> oh, go ahead, Derek. You haven't seen any footage of these is because I get so mad because they did piss and they pissed in my hunting tote that had all my pissed in it and <laughs> took a shit in it. So Derek has killed oh, all no, of his cats. So you know that Netflix documentary, so, don't, you can't, uh, what's that? Don't, don't, what's that? What's that one where the dude kills, kills the cats on uh, YouTube? <laughs> Haven't seen it. <laughs> it's like, don't F with, I think it's called don't it F me? with cats. And this guy murdered cats. And then like, they made a whole documentary out of it. Cause he was actually a real murderer. <laughs> Yeah, that was Derek. That was yeah. Derek. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be. It's coming uh, soon. Yeah. <laughs> that Derek. No, I mean, big. It was Devin. He said, it's don't F with cats. That's what it's called. Oh, nice. Nice. No, I was just going to say uh, it, uh, on the topic of the wives, you know, big, big shout out to all the wives. Honestly, uh, my my wife, Carrie, has been top notch since day one, you know, uh, after college, I drugged her down to North Carolina. Um, Did you say we drugged really or sure drugged? We wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no. After college, yeah. I drugged her, we and then she North... came down with me. We kidding. went down to North Carolina, and, uh, and and really didn't have a whole lot of direction with what we wanted to do. And and we got back from North Carolina, and she's like, "All right, just get a job, and let's figure out our life," you know. And so I did that for a few more years, and. And then I was like, hey, what if we, uh, you know, started a business and I filmed hunts for a living and, you know, from that to then being on the road for, you know, three quarters of my fall, I, yeah, couldn't ask for a more top-notch companion. My wife has been absolutely awesome because every time I'd leave for a trip, every time I'd get back, you know, she was so supportive and, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy that you're chasing your dreams. I'm happy that you're going out and doing something that you love. And then I come home to open arms and yeah it's so big, big shout out to my wife yeah and, and, and your wives are pretty awesome too in case you didn't know no yeah, yeah we, we kind of <laughs> gathered that they uh they're incredible incredible humans for a putting up with us but also just holding everything down when we chase this weird weird obsession of ours i mean yeah absolutely yeah shout out to derek's basement right now looks good down there buddy all those bucks on the wall yeah for real man what the heck? I got like one. Oh, where is it? There, one little tiny rack, and there's <laughs> like here's my whole basement. <laughs> That's perfect. Well, I this is, uh, this is I mean, reason that I make the wife. <laughs> I love it, dude. Um, gosh, where can people find you? Like, are you taking on new clients, or like, what is what does your twenty three look like? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's actually a lot of stuff in the works right now, not even in the works thing, things are happening, you know, uh, you know, I guess on, on the easy side of it all, if you wanted to give me a look on social media at jace.netto, J A C E dot N E T T O. And from there you should be able to kind of find the business accounts and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, go on, check out the the photos and some of the content that I have posted on there. But we have a lot more coming, which is the exciting part because, you know, things took off so fast for us. 
we didn't have time to launch a website or, or, or really like do anything on the business side until more recently. So, so we have a website launching uh, February 1st uh, for Martinetto Media LLC, and that's just www.martinettomedia.com. Um, and that kind of has all of our services from the outdoor video production to the weddings, to the content creation, short films, all that type of stuff. Uh, and, and, and you'll be able to see a lot more of our content there as well. But basically if you're looking to film a project or film a wedding, or you need a cameraman in any capacity, we kind of have the gear and the, and the team to be able to go out and take care of business for you. And if, awesome. uh, and you know, and if and if you're looking for something on the outdoor side of things, like we're we're pretty hot and heavy right now, but I mean we're coming up on kind of the the slow time of year for filming. So filming wise, you're welcome to reach out. Uh, uh, again, all the contact information and any any way that you would want to reach out is pretty much right there <laughs> on my social media. So, yeah. And then um, yeah, because like you mentioned awesome. earlier, like you're doing a lot of filming, but in some cases, maybe you're not the one cutting it up and doing all the editing. Someone else might be doing that. It's like the sportsman's channel. In our case, you're doing both, which I imagine is a, yep. is a bunch of work. Um, so maybe it was a point, dude, my brain with this stupid COVID, I'm just like disconnecting thoughts as I'm actively trying to put them together. It's like my kids, when I clean the house, they just mess it up as I'm act- actively trying to clean. Well, I don't know what I was going to say. So it doesn't damn near matter. Uh, We'll keep an eye out for your website launch. We'll like, you got to put your stuff in the end credits for our stuff. I imagine like produced by film by absolutely, you know, so yeah. Hopefully and I- and you, you, you might see my name pop up here and there on the sportsman's channel, pursuit channel, outdoor channel, uh, depending on what shows you're watching. If you do, uh, you know, take a picture and send it to me on social. I'll, I'll add it to my story. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, man. Well, that's, I think that that's, a show. Um, we'll have you back on at some other point when you're here in studio. I think it'd just be fun to do one in studio so we can cut it up and, and laugh real time without waiting for a lag of, of whatever the heck this digital crap is. Um, but yeah. yeah, thanks for tuning in, man, or joining us. This is what I'm talking no, about. I'm you. not getting words out of my mouth the proper way. I said tuning in. That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> hey, I'm here, man. I'm tuned. <laughs> I'm tuned. Yeah, no. I'm not thank you guys up, so much. It, it's it's been a blast. It's been an absolute blast. I mean, working with you from starting out early on in this fall to right now. I mean, sitting down and kind of reminiscing on it all. It's it's been a blast, and I look forward to you know what the future brings with all of it. So cool. I really really appreciate y'all. Well, I'll cut the live feed, and uh, we'll get this produced in podcast land tonight. So everyone that tuned in, thank you. And uh, by the way, also thank you for all the pity reviews that we've been getting. <laughs> Those have been nice to see coming through. Uh, but we'll end it we'll produce it tonight and Jace hang out for a minute we'll debrief and shoot the breeze and we'll talk to everybody later All right, sounds good thank you <laughs>